Mic check, mic check. What is going on? Try hard podcast listeners. Listen, we're back. Episode 25. It's been a month. We're back. Stop bitching. A lot of shit has happened in the last couple of days, especially the last two days. So we're going to cover some of that. I'm going to give you my opinion, give you my thoughts on everything that's going on. Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? All that good shit. All right. But first, we're going to start this shit off like we like to. All right. A nice little song. All right. Let's go. Listen, a lot of you kids don't know what the hell you're listening to right now. This is a classic, all right? Just know it's a classic. All your favorite little rappers, this is the shit they used to listen to when they were kids, all right? So enjoy and shut the hell up. Let's go. Block now, all right, kid. He understood me quite clear. Then that thing bang out and rang out the side of his right ear. And I got back to my business. Back to my kitchen. Back to the kitchen at Pyrex Vision. I let that white stuff sit in. Get hard, get rock, get to the block and pitch it. Yeah, I'm sorry, but this is how I'm living and this is I how I get it. Come fuck no more with it. Hey. Hand on my hand, listening to gangster music. Hey. I stood at home here in the storm and storm in the chamber. Watching how the gangsters yeah. do it. Hey. Ah, nothing, nothing like good music to start your day, right? Listen, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me give you guys some gunshots. A couple air horns. Let's go, baby. We are back. Like I said before, welcome to another episode of the Try Hard Podcast, episode 25. All right. I My last episode was up in June, June 30th, around there, around that time, something like that. Listen, guys, I've been busy, a lot of shit going on. But I, I figured, hey, all this stuff that's happened in the last 24 hours in the Call of Duty community, what a perfect time to get the podcast back up, talk some shit, let you guys know my opinions and my thoughts on a lot of these things that are happening. Um, a lot of things that have been happening, I already knew that were, were going to happen. They're just waiting to, um, you know, waiting to kind of for them to be leaked. Um, listen, guys, if you follow me on Twitter, I've been the last couple of days, especially been kind of just hinting little things. On the time, in the timeline, you know, because I'm bored of shit. But um, none of this stuff is like shocking to me. Obviously, for a lot of you guys, you know, it's uh, it's it's a crazy thing. I'll, we'll get into everything that's that's happened. But um, you know, the season is finally over, right? The season's over. Um, I think the season overall was a success. Um, obviously, in the beginning, it being online was tough for everybody, for the players, for the. The viewers, fans, um, the CDL was tough for them, you know. Um, but finally that we were able, able to go back to land, we were able to really see what the Call of Duty League was supposed to be, is supposed to be, right? Um, really, we're really able to see 
why we're all in love with this esport, why fans love this esport, why why we think that it's the premier esports in the world, for sure in the country, in the in the US for sure, but in the world. Um so it was good for all that for Land to come back and um you know the uh, overall the season was good. It wasn't like the best, but it was good, especially when we, when we went back to Land. Um Champs just wrapped up, you know, last weekend or two weekends ago whatever. Uh FaZe took it. Obviously, um that they were the favorite all year, a dominant team, you know. So now that Champs is over, yeah, you know, immediately the first thing we're all thinking about is roster mania. What's going to happen? Who's going to change? Who's not going to change? Who do we think is going to stay? All that type of shit, right? Now, it's where, this is where it gets interesting, right? Because we'll start with Dallas, right? The Dallas Empire. Let me, let me enjoy calling them, not, calling them that, that right now because that might not be the case anymore pretty, pretty soon. But, um, you know, it, Dallas was a team that was like, it was, it was tough to see them changing because they have the, you know, they have everything that you need to be a successful team. Right. And, you know, all of a sudden two days ago or a day ago, whatever, Krim announces he's a, you know, free agent, uh, vivid announces he, he's a free agent. So that, in, that initial, that initial um, action of Krim and Vivid announcing the free agents makes you understand that, all right, Dallas is going to build around Illy and Shotzi, right? And I'm a big advocate on building around your young players, right? I got I got my mindset as far as like building a team would be just, just exactly the way the NBA teams do it, exactly the way the, the NFL teams do it. You build around your young players, right? Your young players who who are, and, and mind you, it's got to be the right young players. It's got to be the players that have the potential, are nasty now, but are going to be crazy in, in the years to come, right? So you, you have to have those players to want to follow that formula. Um I I I think Dallas does have those players in Shotzi and Illy, um, especially Shotzi. You know, having Shotzi on your team that's that's a you know that's a once in a you know him him and a couple other guys on phase are those are, those are once in a generation uh, talents, right? So naturally, that's your LeBron, right? That's your guy. That's the guy that you're gonna build your entire roster around, and Illy to complement him, right? So the fact that they let go Krim was kind of crazy and weird to me because I figured, hey, you gotta have you gotta have a, a older guy, a veteran with the accolades, with the um, you know, the game knowledge that can really keep these guys in line, keep these young guys in line, right? Because at the end of the day, they're young, they're young, young people who very easily to get distracted, right? So I thought maybe if they made a change, it would be Vivid. But I think I thought Vivid played fairly well, you know, towards the end of the season. Um, he had, you know, he had moments where he showed that he was really, you know, what what he what he really could do. So I was caught off guard a little bit by them releasing Krim and them releasing Vivid. But I figured, hey, they're you know they gotta they got they got Hastro has to have something in his pocket. He's got to have something that you know they're you know lining up. And then then you see you know. Things with Clayster, there's talks about that. So it's just, it's all kind of, you know, in our mind at that time was kind of like, all right, well, they're, they're, 
Dallas is gearing up to do something, right? That's what we thought at the time. Um, now, fast forward to now, like the day later, the next team that everyone's wondering what's going to happen, and and let's, let's get this out the way. It's Optic, all right? It's Optic Gaming. They're, they're the Yankees of, of the CDL. They're the Yankees of the Call of Duty community, right? Optic is so, like, such an anomaly when it comes to, like, who has the majority of the fan base. Listen, if there's 300,000 CDL fans, Optic has 289,000 of them, right? It, it feels like the, the, the damn near the entire fan base is an Optic fan, right? So no matter what Optic does, no matter how good they are, no matter how bad they are, if they finish last all year, all the storylines will be around Optic. If they finish fifth all year, all the storylines will be centered around Optic, right? Rightfully so, they bring in the majority of the numbers, they bring in the eyeballs, they bring in the fans, they bring in the, the ticket sales, they bring in the merch sales. That's Optic, right? We, we, we're, we're all we're aware of that, right? All the content creators from Tactical Rav, CD Intel, um, Codpedia, all those people who, who, who break news for the scene, they focus on optic, right? And they focus on optic because optic brings you impressions. Optic brings you likes. Optic brings you follows. Opt, you know, it's optics, the optic brand, right? You know, Atlanta Phase won the won the the championship, and a couple hours later, we're talking about we're talking about optic. Who didn't even who didn't even get top three, right? We're talking about optic. Oh, what's optic going to do next year? It's like what. Wh- why does it matter? They're not, they're not even running. We should be talking about what's Toronto going to do to get over the hump of beating in the beat phase. But we're, we're going to talk about optic right away. Right. I get it. That's, that's the nature of the beast. When you're, when you're, when you're that team, when you're the most popular team, people are going to want to talk about you because you bring eyeballs, you bring, you know, you bring the viewership. Right. So naturally I got caught up in the, in the mix. Like what is optic going to do? Right. What, what what's the game plan? And hey, I'll, I'll be I'll be the first to admit I was one of the people who said, "Hey, formal." Got, I love formal. Probably my favorite optic member. I love him. He's got to go. If you want optic to be a contender now and be a contender in the next couple of years, like the, the, the following couple of years, you got to you got to get rid of the guy who's the weak link at the end of the day. All right. Now, I'm not going to say formal was the weak link because of the numbers he was dropping. Obviously, he had a couple games where he struggled, right? But he also brings things to the team, knowledge, experience, right? That that that, that the team couldn't, you know, could benefit from. My only problem with formal the entire year is I felt like he was hindering and holding back the true potential of Bruce, of Dashy, right? Dashy is 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 majority of the time wants to be the main AR, right? Well, with formal, that's his role, right? 
that's his role. So with Dashi, he's being he's being I'm not gonna say he's being forced, but he's kind of being, you know, put in a position to be the the second flex AR type of player, right? Which is is in his natural position. His natural position is I I I'm the main AR. I'm dashy. I hold the lanes. I hold this, you know, I control this ball, all that shit, right? That's, that's that's what I do. That's where I'm comfortable at. That's where I'm and let's be honest. When Dashy is being dashy and Dashy is playing at his potential, he is without a doubt one of the top AR players in the entire game. Right? When he when he's when he's unleashed. He's he's able to able to, to to compete at the highest level. Right? If you're a team and you're looking and 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 you want an AR on your team, I mean, Dashy's right up there if, if, if he's available. He's right up there with the guy you would want, you dream of having on your team. So having formal, not really contributing a lot, and the top of that hindering the true potential of a younger. More cracked out AR. I mean, it was it's pretty obvious what had to happen, right? It's pretty obvious. So that was my way, my thinking of like, all right, formal's got to go, right? That's if you're a, if you're a GM, if you're you know someone trying to build a winning team, that should be your initial. And here, here's the thing, guys. This is why this is why people don't like me in the scene. I don't care. Like I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not friends. I, I'm. I'm. I'm cool with Envoy. I'm not friends with Scump. I don't. Scump don't know me. I don't know Scump. I don't know Formal. I don't know Dashy. Like I don't know these guys, right? So I have no allegiance to any of these guys. So when I have an opinion, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna tell you what I think. I don't give a fuck if they don't like it. They don't even know who I am. So I'm gonna say it. I don't care, right? Now, with the formal situation, the entire league, the, the players, the fans, the amateur players, they all see it. They all see it. They know formal's got to go. If you want Optic to be a contender, formal's got to go. And, and, and it's, a, it's a hard thing to, to, like, hard pill to swallow. Pause, right? Hard put a swallow because formal's formal, man. He's he's an OG. He's been around. He's what you know. He, he, one of the first, you know, F uh, Halo or whatever is it Halo cross cross game players to come into the scene and, and do very well. He kind of he kind of showed the possibility of hey, you can come from a different game and have success in this game, right? He built that path without formal. There's no uh, Neptune. Without Formal, there's no Mento, which is he's not very good. Without Formal, there's no Shotzi. You know what I mean? There's Formal laid the foundation. He paved the way for for other game for other players from different games, other esports to come over to, to come over Call of Duty and, and 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 try and try their hand and see if they can compete. Right, without formal leading the way, without you know, um, guys like formal. There's been some other guys too that that open open those doors. We don't have the scene that we we have. We don't have 
players like Shotzi. We don't have players like Neptune in in the in the in the Call of Duty scene, right? So I get why people are so are so, are so timid. You know, you have other podcasts. You have uh, you know, um, what's the, what's the other podcast? Uh, Zuma's podcast, The Flank, right? Like, I I watched whenever The Flank's live, I watch it. I watch it. I'm a I, Fazuma is slowly becoming one of my favorite uh, content creators, right? But here's the thing: all those boys are friends. They're all cool with each other. All right. Anytime they talk about a player, he's cracked out. He's nasty. Like, are all the players in the league nasty and cracked out? Are there no bad players? Obviously, they're bad. There are bad players because the fucking teams at the bottom are bad, right? Makes sense. So when you watch these other podcasts and these, you don't get the real like what people really think because they're friends with the fucking guy. They're friends with those players, right? So no one's gonna go out and say, "Hey, yeah, Formal's gotta go. He's gotta go. He's he's gotta go." No one's gonna go out and say that. But that's the truth. He, he formal had to go. He had to go. Right? So I'm waiting for them to announce that, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're going to look for another guy. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, out of fucking nowhere. Let me get a gunshot. Out of nowhere, the prince. The prince of optic. The 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 heir heir to the throne, right? The heir to the throne, Scumpy's SMG duo. The guy who who the entire Green Wall brick by brick, all that good shit. All those fans are calling this guy the prince. Hex calls him the prince. Scump calls him the prince. Formal calls him the the prince. All right, the Green Wall calls this man the prince. We're talking about Dylan Envoy, all right? The Prince of Optic. What does that entail? What does that mean? Well, when you call someone a prince, that typically typically means that, hey, this is the next guy. He's next in line, right? We got the king, King Scumpy. That's the king, right? Well, self-proclaimed king because let's be real. He's not the king of Call of Duty anymore as far as, like, the best player, right? He's not. King of content of COD, yeah, for sure. The best player in the world is not Scumpy, right? But we still call him the king because, hey, he earned that because he had his time, he had his moment where he was the king, okay? We got the king, Scump, the king of optic, Scump. And we got his, his predecessor right underneath him, his underboss, the next man up when Scump goes, the next man up when Scump decides to retire or to move on. Right, we got Dylan Envoy. The we're gonna give him the the name of the prince. So with all that stuff, my the way I, I mean I think majority of people would thought this was like Dylan's good. He's safe. He's next up, right? He can't go anywhere. He's he's gonna he's gonna take over once Scum leaves. All of a sudden, you just see up. A bombshell drops. Dylan Envoy. 
announcing he is a free agent for next year. Once I saw that, once I saw that, my mind, I knew, because I had heard the big rumor, but once I seen that, I knew it was true, right? Once I seen Envoy tweet out that, then I knew the big rumor that I've been hearing about, you know, that it was it was a rumor because it hadn't been announced or anything. No one really brought it up. Once I heard, once I seen Dylan announced that he was a free agent, I knew okay that big thing that's got some weight to it. That's that, that might that's real. That's like ninety five percent real, right? So with en- Envoy becoming a free agent, that tells you that hey, they're gonna build. They're gonna keep their roster and build it around Scump and and and, and Bruce. Right, Dashy. Now, Scump's an old player, but Scump, and I'll be the first one to say it because I, I was, I was in the beginning of the year saying that maybe Scump needs to retire. Let you know, let Optic, you know, compete for the future for now and for the future, and you know, just kind of you know pass the torch. I was one of those guys saying that about about Scump, but middle of the year, all the way to the end of the year, Scump showed improved. He's still playing at a high level. He showed it. He showed it. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I understand it. Scum still, he's still playing at that level. He's still playing at a high, high level. I mean, there was there was map, there was maps when, you know, there was games when 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 they played phase where Scump looked like the best player in the fucking series. That that's facts. Right? So the formula of building around your young up and coming players, your young younger players, kind of went out the window with Optic because they had a player like Scump who is older, but still is playing at a high level, right? So you got to be understanding of why they would want to keep him, right? Scump, it's 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 he's the he's I'm not gonna call him MJ because Michael Jordan was. I guess allegedly the best player ever in basketball. So I'm not gonna call him that, but he's up there. Scump's up. Scump's a Hall of Famer, right? Scump's one of the top ten greatest Call Call of Duty players of all time. Top five, maybe, probably top five, right? He's up there. So now, when Dylan Envoy says that he's a free agent, I immediately know. Okay, the big rumor that I've been hearing about. It's true. It's 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 true. Let's go to that rumor, right? This is this this rumor, and it's still a rumor. hasn't It has not been officially announced yet. Okay, not has not been officially announced by the CDL, Optic, or Dallas. Here it is. Let's, we'll bring up the the page and read it for you guys. So, sources, Dallas Empire in talks to acquire Optic brand, Chicago Call of Duty League slot up for sale. NV Gaming and NRG Esports and Hector Hex Rodriguez are discussing a multi, multi-pronged deal that if completed, could see Optic Gaming and the Dallas Empire merge and the Chicago Call of Duty League spot sell to a third party. Sources familiar with those discussions told dot esports paperwork for such a deal is yet to be finalized 
but the discussion has heated up as Hex looks to finally break off from Energy Esports, the current owner and backer of the Call of Duty League's Optic Chicago. News that Hex looked to seek such an arrangement first broke in May per... Yeah, we already knew that, yeah. If finalized, the Empire Optic would come under the same ownership and would likely result in the retirement of the Empire brand, with Call of Duty League's Dallas team adopting the Optic name. Hex would then help control the team alongside Empire owner and Envy Gaming's management, including longtime friendly rival Mike Hasterl. NRG and Hex have been at odds for nearly a year with the, with the latter inform, informing his colleagues he did not want to work together anymore in fall 2020, as said. Since then, the two have tried to find a resolution but have failed to do so. NRG originally signed a contract that would allow Hex a multi-month period to find funding from other investors to buy the, the organization, organization out of Optic and take over the brand and slot, according to sources. Hex could not find funding or fund that acquisition himself in the time def- defaulting on the deal, sources said. The Call of Duty League then specifically approved a deal that would see Hex be responsible for payroll and operation costs of Optic and avoid traditional vetting process imposed by the league for an acquirer, a source said. Ultimately, he could not pay those costs and energy stepped back in and funded the team, according to the source. That left the two at an impasse. I don't know that fucking word. That is until Envy entered the picture. Now, the Chicago slot is for sale without the Optic brand attached. Hex is attempting to facilitate a deal for the, for the Optic brand to head to South Texas. Over the, few, over, the, over the past few days, both Optic and Empire have cut, do, have cut two players from their active Call of Duty League rosters, fueling speculation the two would merge. The Empire moved Crim6 Vivid off the active roster and is, is allowing both players to explore buyout options. Optic has had two roster changes as well, with former retiring from Optic from competitive play and Void being released today. That leaves four players between the two teams, Scump, Dashy, Shotzi, and Illy. NRG, first acquired Optic, brand, blah, 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 going through that shit. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this right now. This article, this article has been has been prepared, um, has been ready to go for uh, for a while now. Um, this is not like something that just like they found out yesterday and and and, and came up with the article. No, 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 this is this has been you know a thing. Now, this is happening. It's happening. All right, the the league will. Will grant it. It will happen. Um, there's no. I'm gonna to say it now. It's gonna happen. All right. Everyone's saying. Well, we don't know if it's for, for real. It is for real. It's gonna happen. Okay. Now the thing with the NRG and Hex, it, it's it's a weird like. I don't know how you. I don't know. I'm a grown man, so I have, I have different feelings than you. The the people listening to this podcast, you guys are younger guys. You know you don't you don't under, really understand business and how that all works right my initial thought was you know when hex wanted to buy back the optic brand from immortals right he didn't have the capital he didn't have the money right hex is rich oh he he rich rich right but just didn't have the capital by himself to 
you know, to, to make that deal happen, right? He needed a partner. He needed somebody that understood his vision, understood what he wanted to do and in buying back his baby. Optics his baby, right? It's his baby. Now, when um, he decided to join up with NRG and, 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 and run their Huntsman brand, right, for the CDL, that was, it was a play, right? It was a play to eventually get NRG to want to help him buy back Optic, okay? That's what it was. Um, NRG wanted to be a part of the Call of Duty scene. Hex wanted to buy back his baby. It was it was a mutual agreement, right? Mind you, NRG didn't need to to do this. They didn't need to do this, right? They could have easily bought the spot, not teamed up with Hex, and just kept their their brand. Kept the Huntsman brand, you know what I mean? They they could have easily easily did that. So with Hex joining, it kind of it, it was it was kind of like what Immortals did by buying the Optic brand. They figured, hey, we're gonna buy the Optic brand. That means we're buying the we're buying the fans, we're buying the followers. That's not how it works, right? Those fans were fans of Hex. Those fans are are fans of Scum, right? So NRG buying or teaming up with Hex. They knew that fan base is going to follow. And it did. Right? It, it followed. The Huntsman became the most popular team in the CDL. Right? So, with that happening, NRG f- figured, hey, you lived up to your part of the deal. Right? We're bringing, we brought you in to run our shit. You're running it. You're, you, you know, you brought your fan base. We want to help you. We want to help you in getting back your baby. Okay. So hex plan worked. Let me join these guys. Let me let me let me be a part of their of their thing, in hopes that eventually they'll want to help me. And it worked. Smart move. Hey, Hex has made some questionable business decisions in the past, hence Optic being sold to Immortals, whatever. He's made some questionable business decisions, but he played the long route. He played it. Played it perfect. Smart, smart move. Now he has NRG down to help him buy the Optic brand. It happens. Optic Chicago is back, blah, 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 right? Now, it was almost like, this is where it gets tricky. This is where morals get involved. This is where business and morals kind of clash. Hex and NRG teamed up. Hex got, NRG got what they wanted, so they helped Hex. Hex got what he wanted. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden it was like, I got what I wanted. I don't need you guys anymore. Uh, Why well, I think I don't need you guys anymore, which clearly he did, because like I said, Hex is rich, but he still couldn't afford to pay, you know, 
things that need to be paid within within the team, right? So they've been at odds, and obviously I don't know the ins and out in in ins and outs of their uh, of their their situation. But outsider looking in, I would say maybe NRG is mad because hey, dude, you're supposed to be a part of us, and you got your brand back, and now you're just like trying to split off. Like we helped you. Like you know what I mean? What's 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 the deal with that? It's business at the end of the day. It's business, and I and I've, I've always wondered like where where what happened to NRG? I come we don't hear about them. We don't you know what I mean? Like, so then that's a deeper dive we'll get into later on. But whatever, we're not we're not gonna get in that too in in too much, right? So, what does that mean for optic and envy to be together? Well, number one, it's the end of the El Clasico, right? The end of the the biggest rivalry in Call of Duty, right? Which is kind of sad. Kind of sad, a little bit. But it's life. Shit, you got to move on, right? Now, let's let's break it down. Like I said, it's going to happen. It's going to be the Dallas Optic. So it's what it's going to be. It's going to be Optic, Dallas Optic, right? We'll talk about the roster and we'll talk about some other things that people aren't even talking about. And I'll give you guys a little bit of splash of intel, all right? So now the, the roster is going to be Illy, Shotzi, Scump, and Dashing. Is that enough to beat FaZe? No, it's not, all right? Not enough. Well, why? All those players are good. Okay, here we go. I'm not going to break it down with you guys, but my initial thought of is was who's who's going to be the leader? Who's going to keep everybody in check? Everyone's saying, oh, Illy's, can Illy, can he's a really good IGL. Listen, I'm not going to get into that. All right. This team lacks leadership. All right. And I'm not talking about in-game leadership. These are fucking Call of Duty players. These are the tip of the spear of competitive Call of Duty players. All right. They know what they got to do in the game. They know. I'm talking about a, a leader. A leader. Why are you late to scrims type of leader? All right. A leader that holds his players accountable. We scrim at this time. We got to work on this. We got to work on these maps. New strats for S&D. Fuck all that. Holding his guys accountable. This team doesn't have that. Scump? Scump's never been that guy. Illy? I keep saying Illy's that he's a... Illy's nasty. You think Scum's going to listen to Illy when it comes to like real life shit? When it comes to, hey, why did you oversleep? When it comes to, hey, I'm taking the weekend off and going on vacation with my girl? You think Scum's going to listen to Illy? Come on. Come on, guys. It, I, it, it, like the game stuff, maybe, but like the other tangible things that need, need to be, you know, on point, I, I don't. Scump's a grown ass man. He ain't listening to Illy. 
when it comes to grown man shit. And you, you guys are probably like, well, it doesn't, what the fuck does that matter? It's there, it's a game. Listen, guys. Every team at one point has a situation outside of the game that needs to be handled, that needs to be addressed. All of them do. And every team that is successful has one or two guys on that team that make sure that make sure shit's in order, shit's in line. Is Sender their coach? Is he is he that guy? I don't know. Anyway, no, Sender wouldn't be the coach anymore. They'd probably bring on what's his name from Dallas. I, who knows? Listen, I'm gonna say it right now. The team they do well. They're not even a top three team. They're not. Sorry to tell you, they're not. All right, and I and I know nobody wants to say it because everyone's friends with everybody. No one. I I get Shotzi's nasty. I get Illy's nasty. I get fucking Dashy's nasty. I get Scump's nasty. I get all that. But just because they're superstars doesn't mean they're going to be a good team. That's not what. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. All right, not how it works. That team is maybe a top five team, maybe, maybe. Top two team, no. Ultra fucking runs these guys out the water. Phase runs these guys out the water. Those two teams, Ultra and Phase, by by far the best two teams are sticking together and are going to get better and better. Minnesota Rocker, from what I hear, are going to stick together. They're going to get better and better. Those are real teams, like actual teams, as in those are my brothers type of teams. When you have teams like Toronto Ultra, when you have teams like Atlanta Face, when you have teams like Minnesota Rocker, where it's more than a team, where it's that's my brother, where I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure I do my part and makes this team succeed, those type of teams are going to beat the superstar teams of Gump, Dashy, Illy, and Shotzi every fucking time. Every time. All right? A real team, a real competitive high-tier team will beat a superstar, a, a, a team of, of superstars every time because they're not a real team. There's no chemistry there. All right? Now, pause. I'm talking about next year. I'm talking about next year. If that team sticks, if Shotzi, Skump, Illy, and Dashi actually stick and become a real team, you got problems. You got problems. They could that, that could be a nasty team, but they're not a team. They're a group of superstars being melded together. The beginning of the year will not look good. Middle year, middle of the year will look better, and toward the end of the year will look even better if they keep all the guys the entire year. If Scum doesn't retire mid fucking year next year, so I get everyone's friends. No one wants to say that. Everyone wants to say, "Oh, they're a they're a solid team. They're nasty." Listen, that new Dallas Optic team will not hold the jockstrap of and of Ultra or Face. It won't happen. It's not happening. All right, they're gonna be fighting for fucking top five all year. 
They will be. Okay. Sorry, I went, I went on a little rant there, but it's true. It's fucking true. No one wants to say it, but it's true. It's hundred percent true. All right. So now that we've covered Dallas and Chicago teaming, that means that there's a slot going to be up for sale. There's got to be 12 teams. They're not going to be 11. It's got to be 12. Who is going to take that open college, that open CDL spot? The last couple of days we've had we've had uh, C9, Cloud9 hinting that they want to come back in the league. The last week and a half we've had E United hinting that they're coming back, hinting, hinting, hinting. Now, what you got to look at? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring this up right here, guys. Okay. We're going to bring something. I'm going to bring something up for you guys. All right. A lot of people don't understand that. That. um. Here we go. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to look at this. All right. Understand this. Okay. When you, when you, when you're trying to figure out who is going to buy that spot, here's my prediction. All right. Here, we're going, I'm taking your ass back to school, right? Here we have Chicago, okay? Right here, Chicago, 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 right here, right? Chicago. When it comes to the CDL, it's broken down in territories, right? Here we have Chicago. Chicago has this entire territory right here. They got the Wisconsin Territory, the Michigan Territory, the, the Indiana Territory, the Illinois, obviously, and all the way down to here, Right? My prediction, my prediction will be the team, the city that, that takes that Chicago spot will be right here, St. Louis, St. Louis. And that team will be the E United, e -United people. The e United people will buy that spot and they'll take over the St. Louis uh, region, right? So that St. Louis region will consist of the, this whole entire territory, right? Right here. St. Louis. So cross out Chicago. It'll be the St. Louis CDL spot. And they'll have this entire region, that entire like little fan area, fan base, right? So my prediction is E United will buy that spot or the investment group or whatever, the group that owns E United will buy that spot. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember this in the beginning of the year. When there was expansion talk, St. Louis was one of the cities that was trying to get, you know, the proper phase. They're trying to get the proper funding and stuff through Activision. And so my prediction, like I said, E United buys a spot from Chicago and they rebrand and will be the St. Louis Call of Duty League team. All right. St. Louis, you're going to be in the league. Congrats. My prediction. Who knows? I might be wrong. We'll see. So that's exciting. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. So we kind of are having expansion, but not really. You know what I mean? We're kind of like replacing, getting rid of one territory and get, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's one of those things. So we technically are getting expansion technically, right? 
so I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I'm I'm happy that uh we'll have a different group. Uh shout out to um Potoff from uh, United. Um Hey, the United people, they're familiar with Call of Duty, obviously, world champions. They're the last world champions before uh franchising. So they should be able to build <coughs> a competing roster. Uh they know how the scene works. They uh, you know, they're they're completely aware they've they've been around, right? That's where Simp came from. That's where Arcities came from. That's you know, that's where uh, you know a lot of the top players, a lot of the top players right now come from that that brand, Clayster, you know what I mean? So um, I'm excited to have uh, uh, e. I should, I'm I'm, act, I'm acting like it's already announced, but if it happens, when it happens, I'm excited that the possibility that E United might be back Call of Duty. All right, I'm excited. So we'll see what happens. But that's my prediction. My prediction will be St. Louis. The St. Louis group buys the spot from Chicago. E United. Takes that spot, they rebrand, or maybe keep St. Louis United. I don't like that. They might re, you know, rebrand the brand and 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 uh so St. Chicago, you're out of here. St. Louis, you're in. Let's go, baby. I'm hyped for that shit. I'm hype. Keep that'd be that'd probably be one of my new favorite, if not my second favorite team. So I'm hopefully, hopefully it happens. Hopefully, but we'll see. All right. Listen, guys. A lot has happened in the last couple of days. It's been it's been a crazy time. There's more coming. All right. That was the biggest thing that 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 was the biggest piece of news that I heard. But there's one more thing coming. One more. All right. One more thing coming. It's gonna shake shit up. Not like this, not like the uh, the Dallas Optic, but we got one more. One more thing coming. Okay? It's going to involve money. It's going to involve a new brand. Okay? So be ready. Be prepared. One more thing coming. But you know what? Just enjoy. There's going to be some more free agents. There's going to be some more bullshit. But listen, guys, it's roster mania off season. Have fun. Play some other games other than COD. I've been playing the Vanguard Alpha. It's okay. Who knows? Maybe the beta will be better. Enjoy the off season, guys. All right. Enjoy the off season. Listen, guys, I appreciate you guys checking out the episode today. Episode 25. We're five ep episodes away from 30. Do you guys enjoy the content? Subscribe on YouTube. I'm putting this up this episode on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Drop a follow on Spotify. Subscribe on uh, iTunes podcast. Drop a review. Drop a five star. If you want to help my my content, do all those things. All right, review, five star, like, subscribe. Do all that shit. All right. Love you guys. God bless. Have a good day. Enjoy the weekend. And uh, yeah, we out.